0: I like to cook, and the one thing I've come to learn is that the best way to improve the flavor of any dish is to make sure you're using high quality ingredients, which is why I love using ButcherBox to get all my meat, poultry, and fish products. They are far and away the best option out there, so if you haven't yet ordered from them, I highly encourage you to give them a try today. Not only do they give you tons of options, you can get any cut you want and it's always top of the line. But It's also way more convenient than going to the butcher or grocery store. They always provide free delivery right to your door. They have awesome ribeyes, strip steaks, and steak tips that have all the right marbling, chicken wings, breasts, and thighs full of flavor, and their fish is all wild caught with no additives. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of those premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash scarymysteries and use code scarymysteries to choose your free offer and get $20 off. So one more time, because this is key. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code SCARYMYSTERIES, get $20 off your first box. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, the Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Scary Mysteries Twisted News, where we get you up to date on some of the strangest things currently happening in the world. This week, we're looking into a haunting that happened on a farm in Connecticut that forced actor Kevin Bacon to tear down an old house in order to get rid of the spirit, and then a renewed interest into a long-standing mystery about two teens who were on their way to a concert when they mysteriously vanished. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number 1. Kevin Bacon's Haunted Home Located in the heart of Connecticut, nestled between vast acres of farmland and dense green forests, lies a parcel of land that was haunted, and Kevin Bacon and his wife, Kira Sedgwick, lived there. It was back in 1983 when Bacon decided to buy a sprawling chunk of farmland in the serene Connecticut countryside, and a few years later an offer was proposed, the chance to expand his estate with an adjoining plot. But with this proposition came a strange but serious stipulation that would have Bacon playing the role of a ghostbuster, but in real life. The plot that he could acquire was home to a very old and abandoned residence. The place had creaky floorboards and windows with hazy and broken glass. The house once belonged to the family of the owner looking to sell, and he grew up amidst its now decaying walls. While it held some nostalgic value, this owner was a bit apprehensive about handing it over to Bacon for one single reason. He seriously believed the place was haunted. The landowner had expressed grave concerns about the spirit that dwelled within. He said to Bacon, I can't sell it to you because it's haunted, and I'm afraid that you'll get possessed and, you know, do some serious damage. But Bacon, with his signature mix of pragmatism and charm, countered, listen, you can't sell me a piece of land but not sell me the house that's on it. The back-and-forth negotiations between the actor and landowner were steeped in tension, teetering between the realms of the real and the spectral. Finally, a macabre agreement was reached. Bacon would buy the property, but under the condition that he demolished the haunted house within a month of the purchase. The tale of why this residence bore the mark of the paranormal traces back to the 1700s. Legend had it that a colonial soldier had heinously murdered a Native American on the very grounds where the house sat. It was believed that the tormented spirit of the Native American lingered forever seeking justice for the terrible act. The owner, leaving no stone unturned, had even engaged ghost hunters to verify the eerie disturbances. Bacon thought about spending the night there once he bought the place just to see for himself, but... He ultimately was too scared. And in fact, when he considered repurposing the house's antique pine boards for his own home, his wife firmly objected, unwilling to allow even a fragment of the eerie residence into their space. Although Bacon has been in a number of horror films himself, his real-life encounter with the supernatural remains limited to this land agreement. Yet he confesses, I would really love to see a ghost, but... As of yet, it hasn't happened, but I hope someday it will. Number 2. The Summer Jam Disappearance The vibrant energy of the Summer Jam concert on July 27th of 1973 at Watkins Glen in New York was palpable. With a record-breaking attendance of over 600,000 people, the festival was a monumental event in rock history, with the Grateful Dead, Allman Brothers, and the band headlined. It was an amazing time for many, but amidst the joyous celebrations, two young lives were lost, with their fates remaining a mystery now for five decades. 16-year-old Mitchell Weiser and 15-year-old Bonnie Bickwit were two teens from Brooklyn looking to make their way out to the festival that year. Fueled by their love of the music, they embarked on a journey to the concert that was anticipated to be the highlight of their summer. While it's believed they made it close to their final destination, as they were seen by several motorists hitchhiking along the highway in Narrowsburg, they were still 75 miles away, and that was the last time anyone ever saw them again. Originally Mitchell was supposed to go to the show with his good friend Larry, but At the last minute, Larry's mother had a change of heart, perhaps feeling like something bad was in the air. And so she wouldn't let him go. Larry gave his ticket to his girlfriend, Bonnie, and so she took his place instead. No one knows for sure whether or not they made it to the concert, which made the search spread far and wide. The initial efforts by a few different county police stations yielded no leads at all, family and friends felt like this thing was botched from the start. It was as if the authorities were almost acting like what else would you expect for letting your teens wander out into the real world? In the eyes of the law, they were hippie teenage kids, and the prevailing thought was that they got in a car with the wrong person and met their untimely end somewhere within the United States. So... The case went cold for the past 50 years, until a recent investigation by Rolling Stone rekindled the cold embers of hope. The article reached a lot of people, and publicly there was renewed interest from prominent figures in the political and law enforcement spheres. New York Governor Kathy Hochul took decisive action instructing the state police to re-examine the case in partnership with the county sheriff and other pertinent agencies. Concurrently, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, a Brooklyn native, petitioned the FBI to support the investigation. Such high level involvement was unprecedented in this case. The ripple effects of the Rolling Stone expose reached the office of New York State Attorney General Letitia James, who championed the idea of a multi agency task force. This collaborative approach was further endorsed by an online petition emphasizing the limitations faced by the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office and highlighting the need for more substantial resources. Stuart Carton, Mitchell's closest high school friend, remained relentless in his quest for the truth all these years, managing a website dedicated to the case. He expressed hope in the renewed investigation, confident in the expertise of the FBI and state police. Likewise, Bonnie's sister, Cheryl Kagan, brimming with renewed optimism, is looking forward to some closure. Getting everybody involved could lead to significant breakthroughs, such as scouring for unidentified remains across multiple counties, re-interviewing key witnesses, and leveraging the vast online community for vital clues. And so, it looks like even after all this time, finally some momentum is coming back. Despite the anguish and pain spanning 50 years, the families of Mitchell and Bonnie along with their friends cling to hope. As Michelle Weller, Bonnie's best friend, poignantly put it, it's a wound that never heals. Today, the collective hope is that this renewed fervor will finally shed light on a mystery that has plagued a generation and give the families the answers they've longed for. So there were two of the most haunting and mysterious stories that we have for you guys today. If you want more creepy true crime stories, then check out our other podcast called Every Town, where we do deep dives into the strangest cases that you've never heard of. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it very much. I'll see you soon.